first in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Well, welcome everyone to Spouting Off here on WSMN. Here I are, <laughs> broadcasting from Texas uh, and uh, with our home state, our home uh, broadcast organization in WSMN in uh, Nashua, New Hampshire, just getting warmed up. I heard the news, as I often do. And what did I hear? The rabbi of the temple, now much more conservative Orthodox temples are called synagogues. This was a temple because it was very reform. And I may have read you a couple of weeks ago. And it was a horrible incident, a horrible incident in which the FBI refused to call it anti-Semitic or hate crime in any way. But the rabbi is over there in Washington asking government to protect him. This is the rabbi who would not allow guns in his temple and was taken hostage. He made other remarks. I think he said Israel was an apartheid state. This kind of rampant leftism in reform synagogues is really a disgrace. It's a shame. Uh, but being that I uh, believe in free speech, freedom of expression, and uh I'm allowed to disagree as vociferously as I want, and I do, and I would never move to shut people down as the left continues to do, revving up their censorship uh, against anybody who disagrees with them. Astonishing that that is being called acceptable in modern-day America, an America that was built on free speech. But I do rant about that often. And I want to get to a couple of really important news items before we get to our guests. We have two fascinating guests. If you have a comment on what I just said or anything else, and you're listening live, which is Tuesday and Thursday on WSMN, WSMN Live at 1 p.m., you can call 603-816-1590. That's 603-816-1590. Um, and on Fridays, by the way, we do another episode of Spouting Off, also at 1 p.m. Eastern. All you got to do is go to KarenCataline.com for the details. So, the governor of New Jersey plans Monday to lift the statewide mask requirement in schools a month from now. How about that? Because of the rapid easing of COVID-19 Omicron surge. But he's going to do it a month from now. And he's only going to do it for schools. It's amazing. Now, there's a lot of instruction here, okay? Uh, COVID-19 in a statement, the teachers union said, heading in the right direction 
and added, it is appropriate for Governor Murphy to allow local districts to continue to require masking in communities where that is prudent based on local conditions. Now, the people that love these rags on your face, they love, 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 love them. They have ignored every bit of information that says the masks do nothing. And that's not even the issue, okay? Uh, they just ignore any information that doesn't comport with what they really want. And I have said, unless you have not heard me before, the masks have an entirely, completely different purpose than the one they claim. We've seen that now, my God, going on two years of forcing people or bullying and intimidating people or scaring people to put rags on their face. They even do it in medical facilities. Medical facilities, uh, what they've done and they've continued to do is that with the helpful, uh, enabling propaganda media that is fear-mongering for pretty much wall-to-wall two years on uh, COVID, 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 COVID. It's as if nothing else is happening. And of course, they don't want you to pay attention to anything else. That's all they care about. If you watch local news, you'll see 15 minutes of COVID reporting. It does not matter what else is happening in the world. It's all about COVID. Why? Because eventually the terrified that have bought into this fraud demand that their local institutions, whether they are in Idaho or Texas or Florida or Chicago or California or New York, they demand that the administrators force other people to wear rags on their face. And this is how they get it done. Notice the story of Neil uh, uh, Young, the old aging hippie who no longer believes in free speech, free expression. He's demanding, he's bullying, I'll do this. I will pull my music like anybody cares unless you shut down, bully, censor, and silence somebody I don't like. Now, I've said it before, the left has made a complete and total about face on everything they said they used to believe in the 60s, the early 70s, into the 80s. They were the ones who believed in freedom of speech. They were the ones who said Lenny Bruce should be allowed to say anything he wants. Um, As long as it is obscenity, They believe in free speech, and we'll get to that probably in a minute, I guess. But when it comes to silencing their opponents, silencing Republicans, they don't believe in free speech. They believe in love, 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 except they don't. Because when it comes to their opponents, they can be, they're allowed. In fact, they even reward people for being as bigoted and hateful and prejudice as they can possibly be. All you got to do is have an R after your name and you're a terrible, terrible person. Isn't that bigotry? All you have to do is be a white male and you're a terrible, terrible person. It isn't necessary for you to find out what that person is about, their individual personality, what they've done in their life, what they think, what they believe. 
their character. No, they're a white male. That's bigotry. If you support Donald Trump, you deserve every bit of hate, bigotry, and prejudice that they can heap upon you. Uh, and they have just escalated this bigotry more and more and more. Now, we've talked about how it is that uh, the left can, well, for one thing, manufacture racism, manufacture incidents of racism like Jesse Smollett, who couldn't find enough racism, and so he poorly, badly manufactured it. Thank God that was exposed, because there's a lot of people who believe that stuff. They look at one incident, and even if it's true, it doesn't represent 300-plus million people in a country. Uh, that is the very essence, the very definition of bigotry. Looking at one person, ascribing um, class, race, gender, uh, prejudices to them and deciding that they're a terrible person. It isn't an accident that the same people that have been lecturing us mercif mer mercilessly about bigotry, racism, 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 homophobia, on and on it goes, are the biggest racist, bigots, prejudiced people in the world. It's just they want you to be prejudiced of somebody different. So what do they do? They, they exaggerate to an extreme degree one group as victims so that they can exaggerate to another, uh, another group as perpetrator. Now let's get back to uh, Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey. Now, I think any lifting of mandate is a good thing. However, why is he doing it a month from now? If it makes sense to do it, why doesn't he just do it? If he sees a trend, why is he going to do it in a month from now? Do you really trust him or any Democrat who has lied and lied for two years straight and ignored every ounce of obvious evidence that the masks do nothing other than they are symbols of submission, symbols of collectivism, symbols of conformity that they want to force into the American experience, something that was an anathema to the left and to everyone else in America. Now suddenly we're playing by Chinese communist rules and we are supposed to all goose step together in the same way. Anybody watching the Chinese Olympics, just as an aside, if you are, please stop. Please stop. I love that people are turning it off. This is pure, unadulterated propaganda, but I digress. Notice that the course of action that the left takes is almost always identifiable with what party the person, the state, the governor belongs to. Why hasn't that been more obvious to more people? We have free states and we have slave states in this country today. And you know exactly which is which based on which party is, is in control, not only of the governor's mansion, but to a lesser extent in states, Congress. Why is it that the Democrats are uh, bowing and scraping and kneeling, uh, ignoring riots when it doesn't suit them, 
prosecuting January 6th as if it's the worst thing ever, exaggerating it, embellishing it, going crazy over it so they can stick it to Donald Trump and hopefully try to force him not to be able to run again. That's what a lot of this is about. Why is it, however, that states are predictable based on who's running them? Uh, you can pretty well guess, I think in Texas, uh, Governor Abbott was way, 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 way late in lifting the mask mandate, but he did that almost a year ago. He should never have allowed the mask mandate to continue in a free state of Texas for a year. But he did. Coming up on whenever it is, March, whatever, he finally lifted it. Why he waited so long? is suspicious and people who are considering him to be governor uh, uh, and to get another term are considering that. But I wrap it all up in our last couple minutes here to direct you to my latest piece. It's a short one and I've been writing shorter ones. So it's a quick read. You just go to my website, karencataline.com, go to the front page and you will see uh, the third column articles. The very first article is entitled, Remember When the Left Was Against Slavery? Yes, and there is a very haunting picture of slave chains and bracelets, which you should look at too, from the uh, museum. I think it's the Slave Museum. So along with, here's the thing, slavery is again something the left has been uh, lecturing and lecturing and lecturing about and blaming all white people today, alive today, for slavery which ended 165 years ago. But let's look at the definition of slavery. Slavery is the, uh, the, the insane and evil notion that one human being can own another human being, that they can own you or anyone. People who proclaim that they can own another human being, this is evil. I'm not saying this is evil. In order to own another human being, you must rob them of their autonomy, of their God-given right for, for free will, or you coerce them with force. You take away their rights. Now, those are two aspects. You cannot have slavery without robbing people of their rights. Robbing people of their fundamental rights to be uh, autonomy and to live their life as they see fit leads to slavery and just about every other form of ugly authoritarianism. So think about that. How come the left is suddenly shutting people down, forcing people to do things against their will, trying to determine that you need a religious litmus test for uh, being suspicious about the vax? You see what I'm getting at here? Now suddenly the left is pro-slavery. Uh, convince me otherwise. We have to take a break. You hear that music? We will be back. For more of Spouting Off right after this, don't go away.
You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Hey guys, it's me, Isabella Gomez, filling in for Smokey Bear because he's got more to say than just... Only you can prevent wildfires. Like, if you're outside enjoying a barbecue, don't let a hamburger distract you from fire safety. Make sure you aren't dumping your hot coals or ashes onto the ground because that could start a wildfire. So take wildfire prevention seriously and let's save the world one day at a time. Juntos con Smokey Bear, podemos hacerlo. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Ooh, some nice rock music there to bring us in. Welcome back to Spouting Off. I'm your happy and very, very grateful host to be on WSMN 1590 AM and 95.3 FM. So glad to have you along with us in Nashville, New Hampshire, or wherever you happen to be listening. Our first guest is someone who I always love having on. In fact, my partner and I, with another show that I do, truthexpressradio.com, just had him on last week. So uh, it is perfect. His name is Vince Everett. Ellison. He's a member of Project 21 and has written numerous articles for American Greatness Magazine, a terrific publication if you haven't ever seen it, bizpackreview.com, and a whole lot more. Uh, Welcome back to Spouting Off, Vince Everett Ellison. Good to have you with us. Hey, Karen. How are you? I am doing well. I'll tell you what. When I talk to you on the phone, I, uh, I... feel like I'm in a gospel church. I love your passion. I love your interest. And I certainly have a very soft spot in my heart for black conservatives who understand that they want to do to all Americans what they've been doing to black people for decades. What are your thoughts about that? Well, Karen, I've just written a new book, and it hit number one last week called 25 Lies. It's a list of of Democrat Party's most um, seductive, dangerous, instructive lies and how to refute them. And just like you said, you know, the Democrat Party, uh, the the most definitive statement in the book is at the beginning when I say that since its its, uh, inception in 1800, the Democrat Party has been the most evil institution on the face of this earth. Uh, I was born on a cotton plantation in Haywood County, Tennessee, and after college, you know, my father bought us out of poverty. And after college, I, I worked in a prison for five years. And when I saw these young black men locked up, I started asking, what was the problem? And the black intelligentsia told me it was the dirty, rich, white Republicans that just hated black people. So when I started working in the ghetto to try to help these black people, I saw that there were no white Republicans down there. Yeah. All I saw was black Democrats. But it's still their fault. <laughs> still their fault. Right. Yeah. And so... I knew it was this, and I found that this group I call the Iron Triangle, my first book, 
They yeah. were the ones that were making money from all the chaos. And most black preachers, politicians, and they were conduits for the Democrat for the Democrat Party for the white elites in the Democrat Party. And their job was to get ninety percent of the black vote by hook or by crook. Now, what my first book exposing those, and then my second book is a sequel called Twenty Five Lies, and I'm just talking about the lies of the, of the of the Democrat Party and how they keep very good Democrat, Christian Democrats, religious Democrats under control by lying to them. You know, Joe Biden stands in front of MLK's tomb and said, you know, uh, that if you don't vote for this, this this voting rights bill that I have, you're racist. That's a lie. Uh, he called half of American racist because we won't let him cheat in elections. He said the people that are black, people that look like me that don't, that don't vote for him are not black. That's a lie. But see, Joe Biden is a liar because he also says that racism is the number one problem in America, and it's not. Uh, it's not racism. It's black male cowardice. Uh. See, white men aren't burning down our ghettos. They're not doing snatching grabs. They're not selling dope on the street corners. They're not leaving their wives and children behind. These are black men, and this has to be addressed. But it can be addressed because in order to address it, you're going to have to reform the Democratic Party or tear it down. Because the Democratic Party has created a dystopia, and that's where they flourish. You know, they're like maggots in rotten meat. They have to have it in order to stay alive. So they have to have crime. They have to disarm the citizens. They have to repress religion. They have to kill babies. That's their stick. Mm-hmm. And they've always used violence and terror to keep black people under control, whether it's the uh, slave master's whip, castration, branding, uh, hanging from trees during, during Jim Crow, or now socialism, atheism, and murder, and, and, and criminal violence in the ghettos. They've always used violence as a means of control in the black community. I tell people about it. They don't like me. But just like I say, I got two things that keep you off me if you try to bother me. I got Jesus and my 38. Come try it. <laughs> do you love that passion? I sure do. When I heard you and you, when I hear you talk about black male cowardice, I was struck by this, that even courageous people who white conservatives would never think of using that term black male cowardice for fear that they would be called a racist. Um, That's how bullied and cowed everyone is of all races. I mean, my God, Candace Owens was called a racist. So they have, have, changed the term to such an extent nobody it seems is able to tell the truth as they see it and so that's why thank god for black conservatives but don't you think white people need to be a lot more courageous they they because they're good people uh, the worst thing you can call them is racist and they've called all of america racist now yeah you're right um i can recall reading about the civil rights movement and what was going south Everything changed when uh, white Southerners no longer were afraid of being, being called N-word lovers because that's how you would put them in a corner. You know, the good mm-hmm. white people down south, you're just an N-word lover. And finally, after they started seeing the Ku Klux Klan killing people, hurting people, they started uh-huh. not worrying. They took that as a badge of honor. Fine, call yeah. me that. That's fine. But you're not going to call me a rapist and a murderer and a, and, a, and a killer of small little children. See, all we have to do is tell the truth. And when uh, one of these black liberals or white liberals come to you and start talking about you are the cause of all the pain and all of the terrible things in the black community, you know, you need to look at them and say, tell you the truth. 
you're a slave looking for a master, and I refuse to mm. be your master. I refuse to enable you. I refuse for you to make me a victim and have you make me live in condemnation. If you want a master, go join the Democratic Party because there are masters looking for slaves. But this is what I will do. I will help you understand that you're a free man as I am, a free person as I am. I will help you to, I'll help you to, 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 to exercise your freedom. If you can't read, I'll help teach you to read. If you don't have a job, I'll help find your job. If you want to walk this earth as a free man or a free woman, I will show you how. Short of that, stay away from me. And if I take anything from me, that's why I believe in the Second Amendment. I'll deal with you. I ain't calling the police. Short of that. So that's what you, that's the truth. I'm not responsible for you. I can only control myself. And you walking around trying to make me feel bad about you being a loser in your life, player, that ain't going to work at all. Uh, you yeah. are a grown man. You're a grown woman. You're responsible for yourself. I'll help you. If you don't want my help, see you wouldn't want to be you. And that's, that's the truth of the matter. <laughs> and that's what white people need to start telling them. Yeah, I love it. And they're trying to impose, the way you explain it makes it clear, they're trying to impose psychological slavery on black people by making them think they're victims when they're not. And that's kind of what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what they've done. Uh, it, it, that's the worst thing they've done. Even when it comes down to slavery itself, and I know this is a controversial statement. Uh, you know, they, uh, when, people, when, I, when I say that slavery was a choice. Well, it, it's, it's important to say that because if they ever get you to believe that you have no power in your circumstances, even when it comes to slavery, because I bring up the fact that Frederick Douglass left, didn't he? Harriet Tubman left, didn't he? About 5% of all the slaves down south ran away, didn't they? Some chose to stay. Even after, even while the Civil War was raging, only about 2-3% of the slaves on these, on these plantations left to help the Union, the, the Union soldiers fight. They mm. were the, 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 Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation for one reason. The slaves were the engine behind the Confederacy. That's why he did it. It uh. was a war measure because they were building the trenches, pulling up the, 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 the defenses that helped us in picking the cotton that was helping the Confederacy beat the Union. And right mm. now it's happening today. Yeah. C.S. Lewis, the great Christian apologist, said, hell is a choice. He said, God will not send anybody to hell. You have to choose to go there. And when I heard and I read that, I said, man, this has got to be tripping. I don't know you to go to hell. Then I said, wow. Every day I see it. The alcoholic that refuses to go to AA meetings. The drug addict that will not go to drug rehab. The, the, the morbidly obese person that will not work out. The, 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 the lazy person that will not work. All choosing hell. And right now, any black person that votes for the Democratic Party, I'll tell you this. God said in our Bible, let heaven bear witness that today I lay before you blessings and curses, life and death. Choose life yeah. so that you and your children shall live. And then C.S. Lewis says, hell is a choice. See how they match. So as yeah. I say today, anybody that's voting for the Democratic Party is not just choosing death, they're also choosing hell. And we got to, and you have to understand that. You have to tell them the truth and say, now, since you make your choice, you live with it. Wow. And I love it. It's tough talk. And you're saying what's on your mind. You're spouting off in the best possible way. It's funny that I chose to, well, to talk about my latest piece, 
which is getting a little bit of play because it's called, you may disagree on the other end, but the title of it is, remember when the left was against slavery? And you would probably add claimed to be against slavery. They demagogue the issue on slavery and blame people that are alive today for slavery in America, which ended 165 years ago. But part of slavery is the robbing by force of someone else's autonomy, their liberty, their right to make their own choices in the world, even if it is, as you point out, not to work out or to live with the consequences of their actions. And the left has abandoned that basic fundamental principle. And so they want to enslave all of America. Do as I say or else. Isn't that true? What do you think about that? Abraham Lincoln talked about this in his Cooper Union speech in 1858. He, 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 he talked about what conservatism was. And he said, you said you're conservative. He said, no, we're conservative because we adhere to the ordinance of, 1880, of 1787 which did not, didn't want slavery to expand any further than it already had. He, uh, he said that the South was revolutionary and liberal because they were trying to change the law and the Constitution. So right now, if you look at the left, they're still the party of slavery. They're still the liberals. He said that a house divided against itself cannot stand. He said this, he said this house will cease to be, he said, I, I, I believe the house will stand, but it will cease to be divided. It will be either all, all or one, either all slave or all free. He said then the Democratic Party was trying to make all of America a slave, a slave nation. He said it will be either all free or all slave. He wasn't talking about black folks. He's talking about white people, too. There was going to be an elite crew at the top of the Democratic Party that's going to rule the whole country. This is what they did down south. Now, if you look at this great movie called The Three State of Jones, it talked about how the elite Democrats during the Civil War were staying on their plantations and using poor whites, poor whites, to fight the war. And, and it's this great a scene when this, uh, when, 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 when this poor white person was arguing with this black man about eating some, some, some meat that they had left at a, at, a, at a picnic, and he called it the N-word. And then uh, the black guy asked him, how you not? And he didn't understand. And then Matthew McConaughey said, how you not an N-word? He said, they just pay cotton for him. You died for him. They always treated poor whites and poor blacks the same way. And they've always wanted them to fight one another so they could stay at top. Down uh, south for uh, 100 years during Jim Crow, they kept poor whites and poor blacks fighting one another while this, this top elite crew of white people remained at the top. That was always their plan. That is still their plan. They keep black and white Christians fighting one another because they know if we ever come together, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a problem because right now they are in power. They have a monopoly of power in Washington, D.C. And you always see how pro-criminal they are, not just black or white, but pro-criminal and anti-law-abiding citizen. Could you yeah, speak they, they to that? They are evil institutions. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They're, evil, they're an evil group of people. And when I worked in the prison system, I write in my book how I have this ability, why I have this ability to recognize evil. I, I worked in a prison five years, and, and I was in a maximum security prison, prison and I was, my job was to secure a cell block of alpha inmates, 127 of them for, for eight hours a day. And I was a young man. I started the job when I was 26 years old. And I got a chance to understand evil because I saw it in a concentrated form. 
And so my, 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 my instincts became elevated. But now when I say an uh, evil person on the streets, I know them. I just can look in their eyes and tell them. When I started working in politics, I saw this visage in the, in the leadership of the Democratic Party. But we don't have any, any more policy disagreements with these people. This is the fourth, fourth iteration of this evil party that we've had to destroy here in America. First was the yeah. slaves, uh, uh, slave Democratic Party, slaveholding. Then it was the Confederacy. Then it was the Jim Crow, Jim Democratic Party, the last four hundred years. Now we have this atheistic, socialistic, baby killing Democratic cop hating, trying to destroy America. You know, they, they, they just want to take away the cops, you know, because after all. You know, why do you need a gun? You We have cops. Oh, let's take the cops away, exactly. too, so you'll be totally, completely helpless, black, white, and That's any it. other color. Uh, who doesn't see through this at this point? Uh, we got to take uh, – we're only almost done, and I'm telling you, time with you just flies. Um, uh, could you please – we have only a minute – tell everybody how they can get this latest book of yours – 25 lies. It sounds great. And I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to give a few examples of those lies. So people are going to have to buy the book. Yeah, you, uh, go, you can go to my website at VinceEllison.com. That's VinceEllison.com. It has the book and the list of lies. You can get the book on Amazon.com. And when you, look, when you go on Amazon, you see it's in the top 10. It's been, it, it, it was number one all, all of last week. It's selling very, very well. Y'all get this book. Super. It'll rock your world. It changes history. It tells you things you do not know, but it shows you how to refuse and defend yourself and save your friends and your children from this evil Democrat party. Thank you, Vince Everett Ellison. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Claire. Thank you. Thank you. When we get back, uh, we'll have one more guest. Do not go away. Spouting off on WSMN. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off here on WSMN Tuesday. Oh, my, there is a lot going on. But before we get to our next guest, uh, we don't have her on the line quite yet. Uh, all of you know that my pillow doesn't have a big box store. 
or shopping channels because they have been canceled. Mike Lindell, for daring to have an opinion the left doesn't like, for daring to have an opinion that the mainstream media, the propaganda media, the whole left-wing albatross doesn't like, he's been punished. So un-American. Even banks won't let him bank. But Mike and his team aren't paying so many uh, so much money in commercials. So he's going to pass the savings on to you right now. You can get the lowest price in history on all of his products. He's reduced slashed his products from king size pillows for twenty nine ninety eight to the standard pillow, which is normally sixty nine ninety eight. Now only nineteen ninety eight. Go to mypillow.com or call. 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M, 1-800-867-0416. That will get you in and get the absolute lowest price on my pillow and all the products over there at MyPillow.com. Well, we are so delighted to have our next guest on the line Her name is Lauren Davis. She's a wife, a mother of three, entrepreneur, philanthropist, married 16 years to her high school sweetheart. I guess she's not a liberal. Ben, together, they have been raising their three kids, building their business, and serving the community of veterans and the homeless. Lauren Davis, so good to have you with us here on Spouting Off on WSMN. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to have you. You have quite a story, and I'm going to just let you tell it. Uh, oh, that would great. be the best way to do it. And apparently you're in Texas, aren't you? This is a, another Texas story that you just, wouldn't, you just wouldn't think would happen in Texas. Go ahead. Yeah, and that's, that's, uh, that's very right. It's hard to imagine that this is happening all the way here in Texas. So, yes, we're a, we're a family of five, and two of my kids at the beginning of the school year fought the mask mandates. Uh, the school district decided to be lawless and defy our Texas governor, Greg Abbott, and um, stripped us of our parental rights. And what, what happened from, from there is just something we couldn't have imagined or predicted. So when my two kids showed up on the first day of school, they're in eighth grade and fifth grade, the district, the school, the trusted teachers, people who, you know, had loved our family before, had completely turned us into a political enemy and treated my kids as though they were the virus themselves and Mm. looked at them like they needed to be contained. And so that first week of school, they took my 11-year-old daughter And during PE class, where it's the best part of the school day, right, for kids in in elementary school, she's in fifth grade, they stuck her behind cones, um, just arbitrarily behind a a row of cones while all the other kids played. Kids came up to her, called her a Karen, um, you know, and bullied her with no teacher intervention. More bigotry being Karen, right? More bigotry. Let's just... Let's just hate on people because of their name, because they don't do as you say. Go ahead. Sorry. I know. It's just, it's the world we live in and I don't like it. Despicable. Um, Despicable. And I might add, uh, before we continue with your story, that they're doing this in 
supposedly what they call red states, really the Democrat states are the red states. But they're doing this more in places like Texas and other places that are generally defying uh, the leftist line. So because Abbott a long time ago suspended the mask mandate, they're going to force it on kids anyway because kids are the most vulnerable. Uh, It's despicable. Go ahead. Oh, it really is. And um, it doesn't make any sense for that population. And so they continued to just amp up their treatment of our family and my children. And it was purely to break the will of our family. So this went on for about 12 weeks. And then the second week, they pulled my kids, both of them, my eighth grader and fifth grader, from the classroom, put them in the library, withheld their education, no PE, no art, no music. They wouldn't even let them in the cafeteria with all the um, other kids who weren't masked because my kids were regularly unmasked, therefore were dangerous to others. And then they Nonsense. took it even further yeah. and locked them. They built a plexiglass cage with oh, one small no. opening, floor to ceiling, oh. and in a small section of the library, put my kids in there, and it was in order to keep all the other kids safe. There was no care or concern for my children at all. And it didn't Um, keep the kids safe. It didn't keep the kids safe at all. They made an example of your children because they refused to follow stupid, idiotic mandates. Am I right? that, That is absolutely correct. There was no sense to it. And in fact, when they first built it, and it was without our knowledge, my son, you know, called me and said, Mom, it is so hot in here, and I can't breathe, because the air conditioner wasn't working in the school at the time, and there was no ventilation, and so I called the code compliance and fire, and they actually cited the school and forced them to do a change overnight and put these air holes at the top of it. I mean, it was just really disgusting. Caging people, caging children. children. Is it ironic that the left during the Trump administration was calling them kids in cages? And that's exactly Uh, what they do? Horrible. Yeah. I know the hypocrisy is is really overwhelming. You know, and so now where we're at today is we've had to pull uh, my children completely from public school. Uh, It got unbearable. We had teachers conspiring to get my son expelled. Um, from class for things he wasn't doing, and it became just such an unsafe environment. Um, we couldn't keep him there. Horrible. So what are you doing now to educate your so, kids? Uh, we, we homeschool the two kids that were at the, the terrible um, Dallas IC school. It's called Dealey Montessori. Um, they are doing freedom school. So I have some tutors coming to the house to help me. They're getting to ride horses and my son is an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. He's getting to work and start his own businesses. So they're really getting the freedom to be the kids that, that they should be and should have had the opportunity to be in public school. Mm. And so you join that huge and growing population of mama bears mm-hmm. who stood up to the school boards all over this country, Virginia and elsewhere. And what did they get for their trouble? Of course, they got called domestic terrorists, their own government calling them domestic terrorists. You think these are bully tactics here? (laughs) Yes, they absolutely are. But what's frightening is that these bullies, these new age bullies, 
feel like their behavior is justified. Somehow they've treated us parents and these kids like we're enemies and we're dangerous. We're some kind of disease vector because we won't follow their protocol. And Uh it's really a dangerous place to be in society when, you know, you have parents. There was a fifth grade boy that told my daughter she deserved to die. And he meant it. Oh, oh, well, I hate to bring this up, but I'm going to. You know, as a person who's not only named Karen, but happens to be Jewish, supposedly we're not allowed to bring up any kind of Holocaust comparisons because, oh my, that belittles the Holocaust. No, uh, in the Holocaust, if you really care about what happened then, and I had relatives who died in the Holocaust, uh, we always say never forget, never forget. And yet the left wants us never to speak of it again. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the early stages of tyranny lead to this kind of abuse of power, this and, and potentially genocide. You heard of the, of the father. No, was it a father of a girl who was raped in a school bathroom by a kid who claiming to be a girl and the school's culpable for that. So while they lecture us about rape and Me Too, another thing that they're engaging in full scale. Um, I'm sorry. I did, this stuff yeah. just makes me so upset. And yet we have to put it out there. Uh, congratulations to you, not only for standing up to the bullying and the intimidation, but uh, giving your kids a real education. Um, are you doing anything else to spread the word about this story? Because th- this is what they want to do. They want to break people, you know, mm-hmm. obey us or else. There is nothing new under the sun. It's no different than Kristallnacht. You know, the yeah. early stages of tyranny. I'm not saying it's going to end the same way. What I'm saying is, Tyranny is tyranny and should always be defied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you try not to call it that and different things, you know, you, you get people, you know, you scare people from telling the truth. And, you know, and that's not okay. We have history, so it doesn't repeat itself. And when they systematically take it out, it does repeat itself. And I feel like we're getting very dangerously close to those times. Um, But, you know, I'm hopeful because I see parents all across the country standing up. We stood up in our family. I'm just a regular old mom. You know, I never thought uh, this day would come. Um, I felt it coming, but I just didn't really think it would. And so to further take a stand and get justice for my kids and our family and all the families that don't even know they need to fight yet, um, I decided to run for Dallas County Judge um, here in Dallas County, which the person in that position is the one who's causing all this lawlessness here in Dallas really? County. Really? Defying our governor. What's the person's name? Um, his name is Clay Jenkins. He became famous for putting a hairdresser in jail early in COVID for keeping her salon open. Uh, so he still has is, everyone under mandates here. <laughs> is da- what? Say that again? Yeah. He still has mass mandates. Most people aren't paying attention to him. He just did a a countywide for county workers testing requirement for unvaccinated. I mean, he's tripling down in stupidity. Ah, uh, that's amazing. And so this is the county in which Dallas uh, 
is, right? It's yes, Dallas so, County? Yeah, we have 254 counties in Texas, and Dallas County is the one of the largest. And um, so the judge position is not an attorney. It's a CEO administrative position. So I've run wow. my home, I've run my businesses, and now I'm going to run Dallas County and protect all of us from the tyranny. Please, God, I hope so. Um, before mm-hmm. we get on to how they can, how people can support you in this race, I just wanted to point out that this these are cult cults. This is a cult. When people are are parroting this kind of bigotry and hatred for people who simply are thinking differently, living differently, uh, and claiming that you're dangerous if you don't comply. Uh, this is a, as radical a cult as you could ever describe. Uh, uh, the judge is a part of that cult. The people in the school are part of the cult. Uh, they can tolerate uh, rape and all manner of criminality, but it's you're a criminal if you don't put a rag on your face that has been proven not to work and has been proven to have you breathing your own carbon dioxide please i thank god you stood up i just had to say that uh uh what is tell us about your campaign where can people find you and donate money regardless of whether they live in texas or not yes yeah thank you my website is Davis, my last name Davis, D A V I S, the number four Dallas.com, Davis for Dallas.com. And I agree, you know, we all have to stand together and put non career politicians into office and bring our government back to the people. You know, we all should be encouraged and know that we qualify to step up and run. And these establishment people who just want to stay in power, their time is up all across the country. Well, I'm looking at your website right now, your um, lovely photograph there, elect Lauren Davis for Dallas County Judge, an administrative position. Uh, it also says text Davis to 888-444-8774 to donate to her campaign. I could not think of anything more important uh, to do than to defy these people Uh <laughs> So they put a Texas hairdresser. Do we know whether this opponent of yours got any money from George Soros? Uh, The word on the street is, yeah, there's some dark money in Dallas. There's a huge effort to turn Texas as a whole blue so that our country will never see a Republican president again. And so we are desperately fighting here in in Texas in all ways to, to keep our state conservative and keep it red. Yeah. Well, guess what? I moved from Colorado to Texas, so <laughs> I am a fellow Texan now. Of course, I'm a naturalized Texan because uh, oh well, turns Texas... out you are making some of the best Texans, so you're <laughs> welcomed here. <laughs> um, and I, well, I appreciate say, it. I have a Go ahead. What were you going to say? Sure, I have a primary race, and the election day for that is March 1st. And the irony of it all is, I'm running against a Dallas ISD school board trustee who did nothing for my family and voted for suing the governor to keep the kids masked, which they still are to this day in Dallas ISD. So the fight continues. Yeah. What are they going to say when even Phil Murphy in New Jersey is lifting the mask mandate? The whole thing is preposterous and you can see how it's all top down dictatorship, nothing more. Um, Yeah. Yep. Sure is. 
Yeah. So uh, do you have a Facebook page and a social media? I'm looking everywhere. I really want people to go to your website and support your campaign. Yes, I have all the social media. So you'll see it under Lauren Davis for Dallas County Judge. And my handles for Instagram and Twitter are, uh, is at Moms Love Freedom. At Moms Love Freedom. <laughs> Were you ever <laughs> political uh, before all this happened? Either politically nope, active sure, or? Nope, not at all. In fact, the first sign I've ever put in my yard is my own sign. How about that? If this is endemic of, of moms all across the country, and I believe it is, it, uh, it bodes well. It's, it's almost like, remember that old story, you're not old enough. I'm looking at your picture, you're not old enough to remember. <laughs> there actually are stories of mothers who, who develop superhuman strength when it's their kids on the line. They could lift cars in order to save their children. And that's what we need to do is save our country. And it's probably the mama bears who are going to be, and the truckers who are going to do that. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. We so thank appreciate you for it. having me. Yeah. Good luck with your campaign on March 1st. And, oh, one other thing. Do not take any money from Catherine Murdoch. Okay. Look it okay. up. Don't take money from Catherine Murdoch, the daughter-in-law of Rupert Murdoch. She's uh, supporting Republicans who are lying about being Republicans. It, uh, it would be a stain. Okay, we got to run. Thank you so much for joining us, Lauren. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. That about wraps it for this edition of Spouting Off. I'll be back on Thursday to do a little more rabble-rousing. 1 p.m. Eastern. Thanks to everyone that makes our show possible. And thanks to you as well. Tune in on Thursday, 1 p.m., Friday, 1 p.m. I'll be here Friday at BBS Radio or KarenCatling.com.